Welcome to The Carousel, the number one show for all the latest news, rumors, and scoop in college basketball. I'm Adam Gordon, joined as always by Brian Burton of All Access Network. Brian, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Yes, yeah, a pleasure to be back. It's been a little while, so good to be back. I, I know I've missed this. I've missed this show. I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to talk hoops with you uh, and talk about the craziness that is The Carousel. Yeah, so glad I'm not in it, but love talking about it. <laughs> and it. Yeah, no doubt. And the carousel has really, really slowed down almost to a screeching halt. But we do have a lot to talk about on the JUCO front, the small college front. We have a few other um, Division One jobs that just been filled, still open. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. But before we get started, want to thank our sponsor, Tactic. This is the new product from RT Software. When you guys watch Inside the NBA and you see Charles Barkley and those guys using all the crazy uh, telestration that they use to make it look really simple, it's an unbelievable teaching tool. That's a product that used to cost tens of thousands of dollars. Now, RT Software, who supplies the telestration for ESPN, TNT, CBS Sports, all of the big dogs, uh, they now have a product that's available for coaches. Uh available and affordable. So go to rtsoftware.com, check out their product tactic and integrate it into what you do with your program today. Let them know that Rising Coaches sent you. Also, uh, big things in store, Brian. This is exciting. Uh, after uh, being being uh, on the Locked bench here for the, the last, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, for the last year and a half due to COVID, we are coming back live and in person with our Rising Coaches Conference. Uh, two conferences this summer, one on the west, one on the east. We're starting in Phoenix, June 17th through the 18th. Uh, it's actually going to be at State Farm Stadium where they play the Super Bowl, where the Cardinals play. And uh, very excited for that event. It's going to be in conjunction with Section 7, which uh, they they run the biggest high school re recruiting event during the high school eval period on the yep. west coast. So there will be a ton of coaches in town. Anyways, there will be a ton of teams. Uh, it'll be a great weekend. We can't wait to see you out there June 17th through the 18th. And then we're going to be in Atlanta July 6th through the 7th uh, to kick off the, the AAU recruiting period. Of course, it always starts. You got Peach Jam going on in Augusta just up the road. You got Under Armors in Atlanta. You got um, uh, Hoop Scene in Atlanta. You've got uh, Sean Jackson stuff in Atlanta. There's always tons of events. You're driving across the city sitting in traffic the whole time. Uh, it's beautiful. I love it. Uh, and we'll be starting off that week with our Rising Coaches Conference East. So we'll be out there in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you guys go to risingcoaches.com. Uh, if you sign up before May 22nd, Brian, this part's important. If you sign up before May 22nd, you can get $25 off. Everyone wants to save money, right? Uh, yes, they do. Or if you're a Rising Coaches member, I shouldn't say or, I should say and if you're a Rising Coaches member, you get an additional $100 off. So, uh, I mean, really, the, the conference, the membership pays for itself. The membership's $120. If you plan on going to the conference, you're going to get $125 off if you act before May 22nd. So head to, rising, head to risingcoaches.com, sign up for a membership, sign up for uh, the conference, and we can't wait to see you in person in either Phoenix, Atlanta, or both. We got a few people who have signed up for both. 
which is awesome. So what, what happens at the conference for those that haven't been like there's some people that don't even know they have no idea what they're getting into. Yeah. Great question. So it's a, it's a day and a half. Uh, so here's, here's how it starts. Okay. You show up, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the typical deal. We'll, we'll start around one o'clock, two o'clock for registration. Uh, and then we'll get right into speakers, bam, two to six. We got speakers and we've had everybody. We've been really, really fortunate to have hall of fame speakers. Um, we haven't announced this year's speakers, but in the past we've had Larry Brown, Quanzo Martin, Matt Painter, Brad Brownell, Steve Lavin, Corey Close, Michelle Clark Hurd. Uh, I mean, the list goes with Chris Mack. Um, I mean, Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer uh, come speak and give their time to our group, which has been amazing. Um, so that's two to six. We As soon as we're done with speakers, boom, happy hour. It's not a rising coaches event unless there's like free food and alcohol. That's been our recipe for success. Um, and that's really like, you know, whether you drink or not, you know, I'm joking, of course, but like whether you drink or not, that's your time to, to really build genuine relationships with the other attendees. Uh, yep. Then we'll call it a night. Uh, usually people go off and, and do some extracurriculars, which is on them. Uh, and then we get started the next morning. We'll have a beautiful breakfast spread catered uh, from eight to nine and then nine to six, a full day of, of speakers. We'll have lunch catered in. That's the thing, you know, this conference is $199, not including the discounts. Right. Um, in addition to all the speakers and all the value, you're getting your meals paid for too. Um, so it's really, you know, everything's first class. We try to make sure we're in the nicest facilities. We eat great food. Again, free drinks and plenty of opportunities to connect, uh, to learn from some of the best and to connect with other coaches trying to do the same thing. So there you go. That's what you, that's what you can expect. You're going to be in Phoenix, right? I am. I'll be there. I'll be live and uh, live and in person. I believe Daryl will be in Atlanta. I think he's working on that. Okay, I love it. I didn't even know that. That's great. Yeah, I'm excited. It's not until Monday. He's working on being in Atlanta, and he uh, he loves Atlanta, so he wants an excuse to go to Atlanta anyway. That's his old stomping grounds. He won a lot it of is. games uh, at Clark University in Atlanta. Kicked, kicked a lot of butt in Atlanta. He did. All right. Um, well, let's get to it. Enough enough of these you know sales pitches here. Um, <laughs> Let's start with the jobs that have been filled. Central Connecticut State yes. made it official finally. Um, one of the longer coaching searches of the offseason, hiring Pat Sellers of Southern Connecticut, a uh, very successful Division II coach there. Is that right? Am I getting this right? Uh, I believe it is right. I will confirm. Hold on. Right Hold on. Is that – is that – wait. Let's pump the brakes here. Let's pump the brakes. That is correct, right? I'm not confusing him with the uh, the Fairfield coach, am I? Uh, I'm going to let you take the lead on this. I don't think you're confusing him at all, but I'm going to let you take the lead on it. You're doing great. Okay. I just don't want to like say the wrong thing here, you know, right off the jump. Uh, I, I am wrong. I'm glad I caught myself here. You were so excited uh, about the Rising Coaches event. What's that? You were so excited about the Rising Coaches Conference being back in person. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. So uh, for good reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I caught it here. He played at Central Connecticut State. He was a great player there. Um, and was an assistant coach uh, at Fairfield. Um, so he, it sounds like it's a, I don't know if it's official official, but it sounds like he's going to be the next head coach at Central Connecticut State. This has kind of been on tap here for a while, been heavily talked about. Um, so congratulations to him. Uh, mm -hmm. That leaves two other jobs still open. We got Arkansas Pine Bluff. And I think, I think Brian, 
you've got a little scoop for us here. Who are you yeah, hearing involved? Not a lot, just a little, but um, um, Sean Forrest, who has been uh, really good throughout his career, has been at many stops, SMU. He is now at Georgia Southern with Brian Berg. Um, he's also been at Arkansas State, but he played at Pine Bluff. I believe he's involved with this position. I have not confirmed that, but I've been told multiple times that he would be a great candidate for this job, played there, one of the better players to ever play there, and has a great career as an assistant coach. <clears throat> so he'd be great. And then uh, Solomon Bozeman, who we've talked about before, but who uh, has big-time Arkansas ties, uh, led Little Rock to the tournament as a senior, believe he was player of the year in the Sun Belt that year, and has done an outstanding job uh, everywhere he's been. He was a part of Joe Golding's run at Abilene Christian, <clears throat> recruited some really good players there, and uh, has recruited some elite players at Oral Roberts as well and just went to the Sweet 16. So two names that would be great younger coaches to do a great job and bring some energy and life to Arkansas Pine Bluff and also take pride in that state. Yeah, I uh, I don't know those guys. I've heard nothing but great things about Solomon Bozeman. People love yep. him. Love him. Yeah, he's a, he's a rock star. He's a rock what? star. Yeah, I, I everyone who's everyone who's knows him says the same thing. Um, plus, like you said, a Little Rock native, so you know a lot of ties yep. to Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, Dad's a longtime coach there too, and that place just means so much to him. Uh, he's recruited a lot of great players, including at Abilene when he was there, and including when he was at uh, Little Rock as an assistant. Um, so yeah, he's he's been very good in his career. And I don't think you'll find anybody say a bad thing about him, um, and much much younger, so probably not what people would be expecting him to go for a job like this, but uh, I know he's pa as passionate about the state of Arkansas as anybody out there, so he would do a tremendous job, and and then uh, Sean Forrest would be great as well. Yeah, Pine Bluff's a good job, I believe. I haven't been down there, but from what I understand of the SWAC, I believe it's you know kind of top half of the league. Where does it fall on your – I know you always get the official rankings. Yeah, I, I think I think Arkansas – Arkansas – what's the other Arkansas school? No, Alabama State is a, is a really good one. Alabama is State is good. Um, didn't uh, – where's our guy at uh, – from the NBA? Mo Williams, where is he at? Alabama State? Yeah. He's at Alabama State, okay. Um, Arkansas Pine Bluff, I believe, is one of the more challenging jobs in the league. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. I think so. We'll have to put our research team on it. We got a research team that. Yeah. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want. I don't want to blast them, but I think they're one of the more challenging jobs. Okay. Okay. It's an uphill uh, battle. Maybe if somebody listening has knowledge of the SWAC, they can chime in and. and yeah. Not, not, a, not as many resources, which is has a lot to do with how good the job may or may not be. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Delaware State uh, up in the MEAC, also still open. Um, haven't heard much here. They, you know, of course they're still trying to hire a chancellor, yep. uh, and an athletic director. They've got an interim right now. Um, haven't heard much here on Delaware state. Have you heard anything new? I have not heard much of all at all. I think they started interviews is all I've really heard and not sure exactly who's involved or not Uh slower process, but they have some administrative positions to hire, like you said. So that probably is slowing things up a little bit. Okay. Let's get to all the JUCO stuff. There's been a lot of movement on the JUCO front. Before we go JUCO, I, I wanted to at least acknowledge uh, great news for UC Riverside, staying Division One. Big news. Uh, so happy for Mike McPio and uh, their women's staff and all of their sports there. Uh, and then on the flip side, really sad news for 
Hartford after going to the tournament, playing against national champion Baylor, um, going Division Three now. After I think they have one more season, Division One, and then that's that's it. Yeah. So um, let's talk about that. You yeah. Know, they, all people are crushing them on uh, on social media, right? Right. Like, what do you think of the decision? Does it piss you off? I mean, I just think it sucks. I don't, I don't know if it pisses me off because I'm not personally invested in it. But I mean, it just sucks for those kids and for, I mean, Hartford's been a good Division One basketball program. Obviously, they went to the tournament this year. They've been good, and uh, I got some personal connections to it from former players playing there and having good experiences. And I mean, it's right there in Connecticut. Obviously, D three is bigger there, but it's a financial thing, and this is probably the first Division One from COVID to have to make that decision, but. Uh, going backwards a little bit, New Orleans made that move before. Uh, yeah. Actually, Buzz Williams was the head coach. He left. They went Division Three. Then they went back Division One. Uh, Centenary. My brother played at Centenary for Billy Centenary, Kennedy yeah. when it was Division One, and then it went Division Three. So, it's Birmingham happened. Southern. What'd you say? Birmingham Southern, right down the road from me. Oh, Another one that went three, from well? D one to D three. Yep. Got you. So yeah, it's. It's happened. And then on the flip side, the Minnesota school, the new Minnesota school is going from D3 to D1, which is, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, so anyway, uh, I just. Well, here, here's the thing that like, I just wanted to shine light on. Cause like a lot of people, and it does suck for the people involved in athletics and you know, it, it's hard. Um, the one thing that, you know, like I've really, as I've done the searches here in the last year and a half and, we do mostly small college searches, yep. NAI yep. schools, just wrapped up a division three search. Um, it, it's just a different business model. It's a, it's a yep. business. These schools are businesses yep. switching their business model. And so like, you know, the, people shouldn't take it personal. It's not an indictment on the athletic department, the basketball program, anybody. Uh, it's simply going from handing out scholarships and yep. paying money to, to have an athletic department to like, uh, recruiting student athletes who are going to pay full tuition to yep. go to school there. So you're going from giving out money to play sports to receiving money to still play sports just at a different level. Yep. Um, so like, you know how this stuff works. It's always money behind right. every right. decision. Right. Um, so it's, it is too bad for Hartford, but um, it's a lot. It's a big difference in the money. Yeah. I, I, I would bet too, the, the wheels were probably in motion for this. Similar to UC Riverside, right? Um, before they knew Hartford was going to make it to the tournament. Sure. So people are probably like, oh, well, they made a tournament. They got more money now. They should be good. But I mean, this decision was probably already. Well, well and it done. doesn't matter. I bet the money they get from the tournament doesn't even touch. You know, that's like oh, a one time thing. Not, it's not closely compared to every year getting, not giving out X right. dollars for scholarship budget. I mean, let's face it too. Low, most Division One programs don't make any money off of their athletic program they lose money right so you're going from losing money off athletics to making money uh which i do understand the business model but as as coaches and as sports people it just sucks it sucks <laughs> by the line yeah yeah i mean think about john gallagher as the head coach and he did he handled it like with first class uh his little statement that he put out but i mean you just took your team to the tournament and now I you're I mean, it's hard to get division one jobs, period, head coaching jobs. And then you're at a place where, you know, you're having success and you go to the tournament and you're thinking like, maybe that's the next division one job. And instead it's like, no, we're going D3. That's your reward. Is, okay. Let's, let's, let's throw this out there. Does he get another division one head job? 
I hope so. I hope so. What's your guess, though? Not don't you? We all hope. Uh, for I it. mean, at some point, but I don't know I if it's, so. I don't know if it's gonna. I mean, there's none right now. Yeah, you know, Delaware State. You know, right. right. So he's got to go through another season. Are they as good as they were last year? Um, yeah, hopefully he does. Though I think you, I'm gonna say yes, he does. He's at some point he's gonna get another Division One head coaching job. Uh, I believe he'll be rewarded for how he's done there. So yes, I think so. I think so. I think so too. I'm gonna say yes. Gonna so, like, uh, what's the guy's name? Jim Ferry just got hired at yep. UMBC. Right. He was at Long Island. Then he was a high major assistant. Then he was the interim. So he's got another job. So I would bet John Gallagher will be at a high level as an assistant and then he'll get a head coaching job. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Sometimes like look at Chris Holtman, head coach at uh Gardner right. Webb, right? Yep. Leaves yep. to go be an assistant uh at Butler. Uh, some, some things happened. They, right. There's a coaching change in the middle of the season. They throw him in there. He's already got the experience. He does a great job. He gets the Butler job. Then Ohio State worked out pretty good for him. Now he's killing it. Yeah, exactly. Now he's got millions yeah, of dollars I, in the bank. It'll work out for him in the end. I think he has enough confidence in that too, and he's going to handle it with class. So, uh, for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to shed light on it. And one more thing I want to bring up. I, I don't know this gentleman. But Ford Stewin, I believe is how you say his name. I wanted to at least acknowledge uh, yeah. really tragic passing of uh, St. Louis assistant and Oklahoma State grad. Uh, was kind of was recognized as a 30 under 30 at one point by Under Armour and was a talented up and coming coach. I don't know him personally. I didn't know much about him, but I know uh, a friend of mine, coaching buddy of mine, Phil Forte, played with him uh, and is really close with him. And I know that was a a lot of people in the basketball circles were really sad about his passing, and so really wanted to just prayers to his family and at least acknowledge that. Yeah. It's been a tough year between uh, thoughts and prayers, of course, to his family. Yep. Um, I believe Travis Ford's nephew. Uh, wow. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like it was a fluke deal with some sort of infection, but really a tragic year between him, um, coach Stewart at UT Martin, yep. uh, coach Hill at, at UT Rio Grande Valley. Um, and a couple other assistant coaches recently passed in car yeah. accidents, I believe. And uh, yeah, Nelson and Haggerty is a uh, who has a hard one to talk about. Friend of mine, uh, he worked with my wife at Midwestern State. Uh, his daughter played for my wife and our club team. Um, just a tremendous. He was the all. He's the all-time leading assist uh, player at Baylor. Uh, had yeah. just went to Waco to celebrate with them with his girls and uh yeah that was a hard one that was that hit home because i know him personally and know how great of a person he is and um yeah there's been some there's been some tough ones yeah it has it's been a tough year um thoughts and prayers to all their families um you know when times are tough the way you turn around here on this show let you talk juco <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to go John Beeline watch. John Beeline's not looking at Juco's, is he? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. We haven't gotten any reports of John Beeline yet. Maybe we will. The, the show's still young. Um, let's start off with your guy, Donnie Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really uh, Donnie got the Cowley job. He's yep. headed back there. He was an assistant. Uh, yep. Of course, had a very successful tenure at Tonkawa, right? Tonkawa. Tonk Northern Tonkawa? Oklahoma. Tonkawa? Tonkawa? Okay. Yeah. I've been there. It's not a uh, not a pretty place. What he did at Taekwa may never, ever, ever be done again. I want to say that he did a unbelievable job at a place that doesn't have 
a great basketball tradition. He made it a place that, I mean, I think they were the number two overall seed in the entire tournament, top five in the country, um, top two, obviously, at that point. So, yeah, super happy for Donnie Jackson. I don't know if there's – I don't know if there's anyone who cares about his players more than Donnie. I had one of his players um, when I was at Lamar, and he just – he stays connected to all his dudes, man. He just cares. He stays invested as they're still playing. He's like, Coach, how's he doing? What can I do? How can I help him? Uh, He's just one of those guys really invested – really invested in being a father. So super happy for him. He's a heck of a basketball coach. So really happy for Donnie J to get a even better job for himself at college. Yeah. Not just, obviously they had the great season this year, but it's been the the body of work, right? Yep. The whole time he was there, yep. uh, they were so consistent, always, you know, a force to be reckoned with. So congrats there. And of yep. course we went a little backwards, but that job was open because yep. Tommy Desam, uh got the job at Hutchinson community college. So congrats to him. Uh, a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of changing places here uh, in the Jayhawk. Yeah, uh, another another one that was recently filled. Uh, Bill Morasco from Independence takes the job at Garden City. Yep, which opened up because Cole Dewey is headed to Corpus Christi, right? Yep, Corpus Christi with uh, Steve Lutz. So congratulations to Cole Dewey and congratulations to uh, Coach Bill here that won the job. I don't know, I didn't know much about him in Independence, but. Um, a good one. a great dude. He was at Barry University yep. before in taking Florida. that job under legendary coach um, Butch Estes. And Bill is as good as a guy as you'll meet and, and really did a good job at Independence his few years there. Yep. Yeah. And Garden City, just a, a kind of a move up Juco wise. You see some of these guys going in the same league, and normally it's because of uh, the resources in junior college can be limited. So if you can get more scholarships, more budget, more full-time assistant. All those things are things that you want to keep moving up. So you see some people moving kind of within conference or within region. That's a big reason why. So congrats to those guys. And uh, I believe Independence and Seward County jobs are open now in Kansas. They are. They are. Um, also still open a big JUCO job, Tallahassee Community College. We talked about yep. it the last time we were on the air. Zach uh, September is headed to Coastal Carolina, uh, leaving the Tallahassee job open. And uh, this is a great one. This is a really good – now, it's in a great league. It's in the yep. panhandle. Doesn't pay as much as it used to. I think it's paying 42000 I don't think you have a full-time assistant. So resource-wise, uh, you're going to be stretched. But yep. um, perception-wise, tradition, uh, very – you know, traditionally a very good job. Yep. Be interesting to see where they go, what direction they go in there. Um, also, I don't think this one's out there as much, but um, Daytona State is open. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're getting unconfirmed rumors. John <laughs> Beeline in Daytona Beach. Uh, he his his sleeves are rolled up. He's on the beach right now. Um, can yeah, I don't know. Do you see John Beeline <laughs> taking the taking the Daytona job? I don't think he is for some reason. I think he likes the beach, but I don't think he's doing that. <laughs> so Daytona is a school that like year after year, um, they've kind of uh, – well, hold on. Let me back up. Ryan Ritter was the head coach there for a long time, did a great job, yep. um, and obviously took the Bethune-Cookman job, now as the head coach at UT Martin. Uh, they've had a lot of great coaches at Daytona State over the years, yep. even before that. Um, going all the way back to um, who's the Illinois head coach? Um, 
putting you on the spot here. Jeez. Come on. How can I not remember this? He's like a top 25 coach, right? I'm drawing blank too. Um, Brad Underwood. Brad Underwood. Going yeah. back to him uh, in the early 2000s, he was the head coach at Daytona State. A lot of people don't know that. Going back, uh, I like it. And But after the Ryan Ritter era, they went on a long string of hiring high major assistants or division one assistant coaches mm -hmm. that had did, done a really good job. Uh, they went Martin McCann this last time, yep. uh, the head coach from Palm Beach Community College. So they kind of broke their tradition. Um, I think he was only there one year. I'm not sure what happened. Not sure why this job's open. Uh, maybe he got another opportunity. Uh, not sure, but I do. My understanding is the job is open. So it'll be interesting to see if they go back to their model of hiring division one assistants, right. which worked for them, uh, or do they grab another small college head coach? But either way, very good job. Daytona is a great place to live. Yeah, I did get an update too on um, independence. It looks like they have uh, officially promoted. Um, Just a man. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That one was on Hoop Dirt, I think, yesterday. Yes. Uh, they moved up their associate head coach, Just a man, uh, at Independence. So, congrats to him. Yes, which is awesome. We got to give him love, some. Love to see when those move ups happen. Uh, no doubt. At any level. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, who are you hiring for Daytona State? You're the AD. You know, I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but I'm putting you in. I'm not. I'll let, I'll let you go first. You know that league. You know that area way better. You coach. Uh, yeah, Daytona State's a good one. I, I'd be curious to see what they pay. I mean, we talk about these Florida jobs. I'm going to give you the same right. names I always give you. Um, <laughs> you know, like like Tim Ryan's great there. Jeremy Schulman's great there. Um, you know, I don't know if he'd leave for this job, but uh, it's it's a great opportunity. Uh, Jake Zender, uh, got to give him a shout out. I think he's watching. Uh, so Jake would be great. He's an assistant. Francis Marion was at college of central Florida for a long time. Jake Williams, uh, at Dodge city. Uh, I'm sure he would welcome the chance to get back to the, the sunshine. Right. Um, he's, he's only been there a year, I believe, but did a great job at USC Salkahatchee. Yeah, I got the same names. I got nothing new for you. Yeah, so I go. Why go outside the box when you got those dudes? To choose from? <laughs> no doubt. I'll, I'll give you another one. Um, uh, Charlie Wilson at Indian Rivers done an unbelievable job there. Right. Um, again, I don't know if this is a better job than Indian River or not financially, but um, you know he's he's as good as you can find. Yeah, they had a big time year too at Indian they River. Did. They really did. Um, I'm gonna go two national champions just to give them their due. I'm going to go Kyle Campbell, uh, former head coach uh, in Kansas, I believe at Dodge as well, right? He was at Dodge, yeah. Um, yeah. And then went Division One at Sam Houston. I was an assistant and helped uh, cut down the nets, so want to give him his, his, uh, his shout-out on that, so he should get an opportunity again. And then, um, yeah, Brett, I'm trying to make sure I want to say his name correctly. I think he's a rising coaches member, Brett. Um, let me make sure I say this right. Poots, putts. That's at DMAC, won a national championship as well. Oh, he, yeah, I don't think you said that right. I probably <laughs> didn't say it right. Please forgive me, Brett. I don't know how to say your last name, but I'm gonna work on that. Uh, but yeah, won a national championship at DMAC, was a former division one assistant as well. Uh, guys deserve opportunities to move up when they win big, so I'll give those two guys their uh, their shout out.
on uh, possible names, even though they're not in the region. Who cares? Juco is Juco. I love it. All right, Brian. Well, that's uh, brings us to the end of the carousel for today. Yeah. Um, it's been fun as always. Again, carousel is winding down. It's slowing down. So stay tuned uh, for, for how the show will pivot. We're still figuring it out ourselves. Yes. But either way, we uh, we do look forward to hopefully seeing you guys in person at the Rising Coaches Conference in Phoenix, June 17th through the 18th, or in Atlanta, uh, July 6th through the 7th. So head to risingcoaches.com for more information, and we hope to see you guys there.